Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank my Heavenly Father for this opportunity. And I also thank the many volunteers who, who put forth such an effort to, to, bring this, uh, to make this possible. I was a Latter-day Saint for over 60 years, and I have a love for the LDS people. And I hope that something is said tonight that will touch your heart and, and make you think a little bit about your relationship with, with our Savior. I'd like to begin with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we're grateful for this opportunity. We ask for your spirit to be with us as we share personal stories and thoughts and pray that your spirit will touch hearts and, and soften hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm very happy tonight to welcome Tammy Knubel. Nice to have you here. <laughs> nice to be here. Thanks, Bishop Pearl. We're sure excited to hear your story, and uh, I know you were an active member of the church for many years, Would you t uh, the LDS Church. Would you tell us just a little bit about your growing up time as a Latter-day Saint? Were your folks members of the church? Yeah, I'd be happy to tell you that. Yes, my parents are um, generations back. My great-grandfather, I remember growing up having my mother always tell me how he was captain of a hundred oh. as they crossed the plains. Um, my uh, great-grandfather on the other side, on my father's side, was a member of the Hole in the Rock expedition. Wow. So, yes, some very prominent um, yeah. historical um, things in, in my uh, genealogy. Yeah. And yes, that was So you were baptized at age eight? <laughs> baptized at age eight. Um, active member all my life, every Sunday there, and yeah. um, fully participating in primary and then young women's. Um, graduated from seminary oh, in high you? school. Yeah. So. And yes. then, uh, and you were president of my maid and beehive, and you were just active yeah. and regular. It felt like you were a normal Latter Day Saint family. Absolutely. Yeah. My father wasn't um, active most of my growing up years, hmm. and so it was my mom and I who went most of the time, and I always. Um, hoped that he would start to go. I remember um, as a young child in primary singing songs about the temple and wishing my parents could be um, sealed you in the could temple. Have participated or and that was that. always something I just kept hoping for. <laughs> um, and, and and now I'll look back on that differently. <laughs> yes, but, of course. Yeah, now you also went to BYU, I understand. I did. So. After graduating from high school, I went to Brigham Young University and um, graduated with uh, two majors from there, a major in social work and a major in modern dance. Mm. And so I was very active yeah, uh, at, at that level as well. Now, is, uh, uh, I, I didn't go to BYU, but uh, did the... Uh, you you were required to take religion classes, I mm -hmm. guess. Yes. Was there ever anything there that ever caused you to question anything, or did it just kind no, of add to your... No questions at that time. I still yeah. remember one of my religion teachers um, talking about uh, the book that records if you have paid your tithing and if you went to tithing settlement, and that a lot of LDS people, he told us, um, don't know about that book, and that it 
it's a key to make sure you pay your tithing and make sure you go to tithing settlement. I still remember. Oh. <laughs> that's that's probably the one thing that stuck out to me. Kind of an interesting impression, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, during those years. Other than the computer now, I don't know how they yeah. keep track of that other than, than yeah. that. So, uh, good faithful, you, and you wanted to get married in the temple, I'm sure. That was one of your goals Absolutely. In, in life. And when I met my um, husband, Stephen, at the time, I told him yeah. that was just an absolute. Yeah. And um, that's how firm I was in my faith of the LDS Church. My father, my mother, it was a second marriage for my mother, so she has four children from her first marriage, but um, my dad and she married when he was 40. Um, five years old, and I'm his only child. Oh. And even being his only child and knowing he wouldn't be able to go and see his only child, and especially a daughter, married, I still was determined that, to be married in the temple. that that must happen. And so Did I, that work out okay for your husband? Um, neither of his parents were able to see us married either. Uh -huh. So out of the four parents, only my mom was there. Was there. there. But, but he did... He did go to the temple, or you went to the temple together and got married in the we temple. We got married in the temple, and that, like I said, that was just an absolute for me. That's how, yeah. that's how firm in yeah. my testimony I was of, of not only that it was um, the right thing to do, but that it was it was yeah. just a necessary thing too. Right. And um, again, I look back on that much differently now. <laughs> but at so the time, a, that was the decision I made. Yeah. So you had a firm testimony of Joseph and the Book of Mormon and the. Uh, leaders, the current leaders as prophets and yes. apostles and so on. Yeah. Yes, especially the current, you know, who, yeah. um, current prophet. I remember when President Howard W. Hunter was, for that short time when he was the prophet, um, my sister, years before that, had been in a car accident um, where she was at fault, and, mm. and he was the person that she ran into. And I always loved telling about that story and, and how kind he was to her when that mm. had happened. Um, so yes, I was very, very much um, proud in, you know, in the humble way <laughs> of, of, of my uh, of membership in the LDS and activity, Church. activity, and it was the only true church, so, so what, um, how long did that persist, or you went, you were active then there as a young adult and a young married, yes. a newlywed, and... After we got married, um, we've been married 16 years now, and so for... Um, Twelve of those years, we were very active members of the LDS Church. I was um, in two different primary presidencies. My husband was the elders quorum president at one time. Mm -hmm. That was our lives. And uh, when my oldest son was about, well, when he was a baby, it was about 12 years ago now, my parents separated and eventually got divorced. And from that point on, my father started to be more open with his feelings. Um, and I started to understand why he hadn't gone all of those years. Did, did he, he have, he had, <laughs> sorry, he knew some things about the church that right. he Right, right. I, uh, I had assumed growing up that it was because he smoked that he didn't go to church. Oh. And um, but it was more when doctrinal. my husband and I got married, he, he quit smoking and, um, mm. and then still didn't go. And I started to wonder a little bit if it was something else then besides that. That had been such a simple explanation. Sure. And once that happened, and then once they separated, he started to share some of his feelings um, 
just little hints here and there. And, and like you uh, just asked, he knew a lot of information mm. that he was hoping would open my eyes a bit and make me start to question or at least search for yeah. myself instead of always being just told what to believe. He wanted me to search. <laughs> what for, was your reaction at first? Um, not good. No, you didn't. Uh, we went over there every Sunday for dinner. He would cook us dinner every Sunday. and. And it was always so nice, but somewhere in that two or three hour visit, <laughs> he would always, you know, drop something. drop something in there. Something about Joseph Smith or about Brigham Young. And um, the two problems with that were one, I, wa I just wasn't willing to, to look, to like I said. Look or listen, I guess. Right. Uh, and, and it upset me. And I also, now looking back, really feel like I was a little bit blind. I feel like when you have been taught something and told something for so many years from the time you're so young, I think back to when I was in the primary presidency and um, I was over the nursery at one point. And I think now to going into that nursery to visit sometimes and seeing 18-month-old children, and I have this, you know, you have those um, images in your memory and I still remember this very sweet woman. Um, who was the nursery teacher holding up a picture of the temple and telling the children about the temple. And I think back now and having an understanding of children, I've, I've worked with children with my degrees in social work and modern dance. Yeah. I worked um, in the Division of Child and Family Services for several years and now as a dance educator, children are, are who I work with and so I understand them quite well. And I've. I've thought back to that moment, and from 18 months old to be taught something and told something. So ingrained. It yeah. becomes so ingrained. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of what my father would try to let me see, I literally now realize it not only frustrated me and, and kind of offended me. Of course. I also couldn't even comprehend everything he was yeah. trying to get me to see because I... I literally, and I mean that not in an offensive way to an active LDS person, but I literally was kind of blind at that time. Until you're willing um, to acknowledge your um, desire to have yeah. more more um, information, you're, you're just not open to, to I, seeing it. I was exactly the same way for, for all those years and just believed. And I think part of it was because we do only hear one side of the story. And unfortunately, part of that side of the story doesn't include all of the information that's available. And I know from others that have shared their stories that there's things that out there that um, as they get exposed to, they're surprised at, and yet they find out that it's actually church history, church doctrine, and uh, still quite surprising. So right. what, uh, did your father ever make any inroads then in your life, or how did that all transpire? You know, I think little by little he had made me start to um, realize that just like you said, there was another story, or another side of things, the full story. Right. Um, I. This is a little bit off, but I always think about a car. Whenever we buy a new car or with my children, a new car seat, we would always pull up, pull up consumer reports. And, and you, <laughs> want, you want to know the whole story. Yeah. You want to be informed. You want to know the, the goods and the bads, the everything, the yeah. whole story. And I always think with something like our salvation, why wouldn't you want to know that? Why wouldn't you want to see the full story? And, yeah. 
And why would we ever be afraid of, if we are searching for God, why would we ever be afraid of knowing that He will direct us in finding the whole story? Um, so I think that I was starting to gradually um, be a little more open. And it was one day in sacrament meeting, actually, hmm. that something was said. The speaker was uh, talking about Joseph Smith and um, his history. And he mentioned something about how baptisms for the dead had come about. And it was not anything like I had ever been taught. And I remember, um, and it was a very questionable thing that didn't seem like divine uh, revelation. Well, now, was he a scholar? Or, I mean, uh, someone that he, was educated? He, or he's, a just his opinion? he's a lawyer. He oh. had just graduated from the law school at Brigham Young University. So he was. So he was sharing this insight yeah. of baptism. What did he say? Um, and this is, a, this is almost four years old now, okay. my memory. So I, I don't want to say that I'm quoting word for word. But um, he spoke about a woman as they were. Uh, crossing the plains and, and as um, you know there were a lot of hardships one woman's son had passed away and he hadn't been baptized yet and she was very saddened by that and had gone to a, one of the brethren and asked if he would be baptized in behalf of his of her son mm -hmm. and he agreed to do this um, again this is a synopsis of yeah. something four years ago and said that Joseph later came up to her and asked kind of what had, had happened and said you know, he kind of summed it up saying, that is the beginning of baptisms for the dead. And said, of course, then with divine revelation, sure. you know, with sure. the particulars. And I just yeah. remember thinking, that is how something so sacred and so big and so key hmm. came about. And I, I literally looked around in, in, you know, in the in benches. The audience. Is, any, <laughs> is anyone else raising their eyebrows at this a little bit? And, wow. Um, I, I don't know if they were or not, but I did. Yeah. And so I went home that day, and I called my father, and I said, Okay, Dad, I'm ready to read I'm what ready, you have. Ready to listen and read. And I made it clear, very clear to him. <clears throat> I said, I'm ready to read, but I want you to know I love this church. I think it's a great family-oriented church, and no matter what I find out, I will stay active in it. And I think my dad was so wise that uh, instead of kind of maybe laughing and saying, well, we'll see, you know, he was being which patient. I think would have put me on the defensive, yeah. he just patiently said, okay. And he actually said, I agree. There are a lot of good family things in, in that church. He probably just trusted in God that uh, he, he would lead you just exactly the way he wanted to. And he did. So did yeah. you begin studying then? I did. He, I went to his place the next day. We were getting ready to go on a long road trip to the uh, Oregon coast, so about a 14-hour car drive. So it was the perfect time to have this <laughs> to big read. stack of information that he gave me, some books and a yeah. lot of pamphlets. He um, went to see Sandra Tanner quite often and loved her uh, monthly pamphlets that okay. she does. So he, he sent me several of those that had key points he wanted me to see as well as a book, The Keystone of Mormonism, and said, I think this would be a good start for you. And that was the beginning of um, taking off the blindfold that wow. I feel had been there for so many years. And so these things that you read started making sense, or you challenged, did they challenge your faith in the Mormon church, I guess? Yeah, they absolutely challenged it. Um, however, more than anything, it made me 
it didn't make me upset or scared so much as as angry um, mm. some anger right away yeah. especially like I said realizing um, some of the sacrifices I had made feeling like I was doing what was right my dad and I are very close now he's um, next to my husband my best friend and and we had become that way even before this point in my life mm -hmm. um, of reading and when I really started to realize uh, the decision to get married and not have him be a part of that, yeah, um, it's part of the the grieving process. As I as I went through that, I had several friends who had also left the LDS Church. Just say it very simply that there is a grieving process you go through. It is and, a time, and part of that is is anger, and then you hopefully move yeah. past that right. and I did and I'm grateful I did but it was part of the process that had to happen it's it, any time that you're lied to you yeah. can't help but feel well and like you said you you is something you're grown up with you it's been part of your life for so long and then to learn that there are, are actual problems with it and that there are truths that you haven't been told and that you have been kind of deceived mm -hmm. deceived to um, there is a grieving process. You're kind of angry, disappointed. Mm -hmm. I was the same way. Yeah. Now, um, did you ever feel, uh, 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 when you went into the Christian church, I was interested in a story you shared with, with me earlier about a lady that, that gave you a, 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 or that met you the first time, and then would you tell that story? Sure. <laughs> um, growing up in the LDS church, a key part is going to church every Sunday. Sure. So with that um, training in my mind, I felt like once we left the LDS Church, which was quite a um, an event, um, that it was necessary, especially with three young children, that we immediately start going somewhere else. Sure. So every Sunday I was visiting a different Christian church, trying to find something that I felt would fit our family. And I didn't want to take the children somewhere different every Sunday. I felt that would be too, too traumatic. Um, now I love knowing that they could go to a different Christian church every Sunday and see how many people they are out, there are out there who simply go to a different building with maybe a few different ways of how they do their extra activities or whatever, but they all have the same basic love of Christ and understanding of His grace. Um, so one of the churches I had gone to, I, I went to um, an orientation meeting that they had later that day. And I broke down as, as we went around the table, everyone introducing who they were and why they were there. I, of course, broke down in tears explaining why I was there and what I was searching for after being a lifelong member of the LDS Church. And left that day, um, didn't come back to that particular church for a few more weeks, and ended up deciding that was maybe the one to go to for various reasons. We knew some people there and, yeah. and so forth. So when we went back finally that first Sunday and, I, and we brought the children and everything, I, we were walking into the sanctuary for the worship service and this woman came running up to me and she had a, a gift wrapped package in her hand and she said, oh, I've been hoping you would come back. She said, I've brought this with me every week <laughs> since that day. To give to you. And um, essentially she was a member of the LDS Church for years herself. She had uh, been out for 14 years. And the gift was a Bible. Mm -hmm. And she just said she was so touched by my story that day. And I wanted to find her card that was included to bring with me today so I could read it because she worded it so beautifully. But 
in that card, um, she, she quoted a couple of scriptures about Christ and His love and grace. And she said in it, um, the anger will be replaced with peace and the confusion will be replaced with clarity of God's love. And wow. it was so, it was so comforting and, and I've never forgotten, even yeah. though I can't tell you the word exactly. for word, I've never forgotten that card. Well, that was sweet. It reminded me when you mentioned being angry and going through the grieving process to, to know that there are Christians out there who do understand, who care, mm -hmm. and as you attend churches, um, that, they, that there are people that some of them have gone through exactly what you've gone through and can yes. be of, of help. Do you think Mormons should be afraid to, to talk to a pastor or to go into a church with a cross on it? No. <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But I know that that's the reality. That, yeah. that even though now I see that, that is Christ. When you're LDS, that seems so far from Christ. It does, doesn't it? So, so tell us just a little bit about your relationship now with the Bible, for example, as, both as an LDS person and now as a Christian. Um, as an LDS person, I didn't read the Bible very much. Um, I read the Book of Mormon, and I always enjoyed reading the Doctrine and Covenants. Hmm. I um, wanted to be a, a scholar. I wasn't, because <laughs> time between visiting teaching and um, primary presidencies and family, family <laughs> life. life didn't allow it to be. Yeah. Um, but I wanted it to be. And, and to a degree, um, being still a, a mother of three children, uh, I still don't have the time I wish I had to study the Bible now. Um, so I am I'm very early in the Bible, being um, so so few years in my new path um, toward Christ. But I um, I just I love reading the New Testament and seeing how simple and straightforward Christ's words are. So you feel like your eyes have been so opened clear. and. So tell us just a little bit about your relationship with Jesus now. Tell us, uh, first, tell us a little story about uh, telling your son about it in the car. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? Mm -hmm. Soon after our departure from the LDS Church, uh, we talked about it nonstop. And in fact, it's interesting. It's almost four years now, and we still talk about God. So much more <laughs> than you ever did before. Yeah. I know, the same thing with yeah. us. It's just, it's every day and every moment because you realize how amazing God's love is and, and you just want it. And who He yeah. is and what He did for us. Mm -hmm. It's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so we were having one of those talks on the way home from school and we pulled into the driveway and um, we were talking about the differences of our understanding of, of God beforehand as, as members of the LDS Church and now. and. Um, what it means to truly be a Christian. And I was still figuring that out myself. So, sure. like I said, so early. And, and all of a sudden, as I was talking with him, just it was so clear. And I told him, it's, it's not about works. I mean, it just all of a sudden hit me that it's nothing that we can do. And, and we, we can and still should want to be kind to others and and it's still fine to do nice things for people and to be a good person but that has nothing to do with our salvation nothing but being saved nothing yeah. nothing at all um and instead it's just the simple grace and love of 
God. And as I told him that, it really hit me um, why the cross is such um, a beautiful outward expression of our faith and why we should never want to walk away from that cross and think that that's not the fullness of an understanding of the gospel of Christ, the true, true gospel so, of Christ. So in that moment, you... That was my moment that I feel like I was reborn. All of a reborn. sudden, the aha moment mm-hmm. that you were born. And, and it was just like, it's, it's one of those things. It doesn't have to happen in a big, fancy building. It doesn't have to happen in a certain place that has been said, this is the, the certain place where you have to have these aha moments. Yeah. It was in a car after school in the driveway. God just and touched your heart, and, and you knew it was true. And you know, it's been such a wonderful journey for us, my wife and myself, and we can't get enough of the Bible or Jesus and, and just trusting in Him, and, and it's, it's just been a wonderful journey. And I know, as you say, you're fairly new out as well, but it's, uh, it's a total, totally different look, isn't it? It's so peaceful. And so, um, and that's not to say, you know, I remember as, a, as an LDS person, Often hearing when something terrible was going on in your life or someone else's, that that was a trial, a trial of your faith. And when something really good would happen, um, that that was a blessing. blessing. (laughs) And what I've figured out is that is life. It's just just life. life. We have great days and we have hard days, and it's life. And I love looking at it that way now and just knowing that that is life and we can have God with us every moment through that. I love listening to a, a Christian radio station that plays, you know, Christian yeah. contemporary music. And I've noticed, um, and I don't mean this in a, a disrespectful way, but being in the primary for so long, I know yeah. those songs very well. And I think back to so many different topics, whether it was on genealogy or going to the temple or Book of Mormon stories or all those different topics. And I love listening to this music, and every song is on Christ. It's It's just so simple. I would like to ask you, and we have just a few minutes, a couple of minutes left, but about having children in the Christian walk. Is that, are they just left out? Or, I mean, families are forever and everything in the Mormon church, but where where do young people, do they have nurseries and young people's programs and so on? Oh, absolutely. In our Christian churches? Absolutely. I just wanted to reassure uh, the people out there that might be wondering uh, if uh, Christians have such things, and of course they do. You know, we've gone to a couple different churches in just our, our few years out, and um, everyone that we've gone to always had a children's program with kind people to, to lead watch, them and teach and, yeah. them at their own age, again, about the simplicity of God's grace and love. And where we go now, we actually go to um, Sean McCraney's uh, campus, campus yeah. and uh, the, the children love going in there yeah. and come home with so much more than I ever understood about God's love at that age. Out of the Bible and the God's love for Straight us. Straight from God's Word. Do you have a, about 20 seconds? Can you say anything to the LDS? What would you suggest to them? I have a lot of dear <laughs> LDS friends, and what I would say to them is, I did know some peace and some love as a member of the LDS Church. I'm not going to say I was miserable. No. But the peace and love that I know now as a Christian is beyond description. Uh And I love knowing that God loves me 
no matter what. It's all about faith and love and accepting His grace. Well, Tammy, thanks so much for sharing your story. A young lady yeah. that's uh, found her way and had her eyes open and praise to your father for being persistent and uh, a, great, uh, a great love that he had for you and I'm sure he's ecstatic. Appreciate you watching tonight. We see you we'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.